The views expressed on the following broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Yes, indeed. This is the place. Have a laugh and save your soul. This is the place. Don't have to put your meter to stand in line. No ticket to buy. No paper to sign. You found it. This is the place. This is the place, everyone. Welcome to the Tank 12 Recovery Radio Show. Anthony is here. Say hi, Anthony. Hello. Denver's here. Howdy. And I am the Monty Man, and we are here because we are all together. Or we're not all together. <laughs> Our, we're falling apart. Or something. We're, we're like getting it together. Yes. Just don't drink. Walk the walk. So Ferdinand is, is Cecil's cousin. Ferdinand's going to come sing a song here in just a couple oh, seconds. We're anxious. Yes, we are. This is the place. I don't know how to recognize you. You got a diaper on your face, <laughs> too. Amen. I don't know who you are. <laughs> are you a real alcoholic? Or just someone hanging at the bar? <laughs> what do we do from this point on? Social distancing by the length of my arm. At least by the length of my arm. That's enough. That's yes. Enough. <laughs> That's right. That's Ferdinand. That's Cecil's cousin. Ferdinand, thank you. Uh, yeah, so I guess it's supposed to be social distancing. It's supposed to be six feet or two arms length. So at the very <laughs> least, the length of your arm. I, I only have one. <laughs> right. I only have one arm, so I can't tell. Uh, so... Uh, that is great segue into our topic, uh, the 12 step rooms and social distancing, mm. uh, this week. And, uh, there's, there's Denver and Anthony wave. Yeah, there they are. And, and so we're going to be talking about that, uh, th- this week. Uh, what kind of impact has that had on, uh, the recovery community? Uh, if, if any, um, and so, you know, we could spend our time complaining, but, um. Uh oh. I I excuse me for interrupting, but Monty yeah. man, don't you have something to share with everybody? Yes. That is not a whine or a complaint, <laughs> but something marvelous, don't you? That's don't odd. You? 
<laughs> That'd be something marvelous. <laughs> no complaint. Yeah. So Marsha and I celebrated 31 years of marriage Woo-hoo. last week. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. That is definitely a win. That's a win-win. Uh, yeah. It has been filled with challenges and opportunities uh, that have just really been, at every turn, have been um, not boring. nicely spoken um yeah she is an amazing woman and when we look back at uh 31 years of of marriage which obviously is more than that of actually knowing each other um i i I, i'm still at awe at how or why god would choose such an amazing woman to match with this knucklehead um and put up with my stuff. I mean, it's it's interesting because Denver, you didn't know me back then. Anthony knew me back when I was living out my knuckleheadedness to the fullest. Um, so you're probably amazed that she put up with me too, right, Anthony? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. no. Well, yes and no. Uh, <laughs> I am amazed. Yeah. But at the same time, she is an amazing woman. She is. That. Yeah. She's strong. Yeah. yeah. She don't take no guff. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) She don't take no guff. Uh, She was watching last night. uh, I I was in the kitchen, and I heard this thing, and it it was like deep southern accent. And I go, what are you watching? And she was watching um, one of the Bates senior members of the Bates family. uh, Was it the Bates family? I think so. I don't know what we're it's talking about. It's one of those families that has all these kids, and it's a Christian home, and they're all in ministry, and it's on it's on um, some off station or whatever. And she has to watch these shows uh, of these these families that go around and sing for God and, hmm. and do all this stuff. And the guy was preaching, and it, you could tell it was the Bible Belt because behind him there was this big white cross that was bigger than the building itself, you know, <laughs> and it was very polished. The cross was, you know, it was like perfectly graphically designed and he's standing in front of it. And he, he looked like about the size of an ant in front of this cross. Um, but she was watching that. She loves shows like that. And any, any show that uplifts God uh, or, uh, you know, is a, is, is a positive input in her life. She, she likes to watch and she, uh, she just amazes me. Because, you know, I like to watch Bang Bang shoot 'em ups and right. special effects shows and that kind of thing. But uh, And I was sitting there and I was just looking at her in amazement that she has tolerated me for 31 years. Uh, and so, yeah, there's no whining involved there. I'm just Wonder, uh, so thankful. Yeah, very, very much. All right. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um Okay, we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna hit this topic, uh, the twelve step rooms and social distancing. Uh, when we return, don't go away. We'll be back right after this. This is the place. This is the place. Hello, this is the Blues Buddha. You're listening to Take12Radio.com with the Monty Man. Hey, are you like me and you're sick and tired of all the character assassination, backbiting, and all the mumbo-jumbo going on on social networking? I get it. Listen, if you want to trash that whole thing and make your life easier and more serenity, go for it. But you don't have to throw away our broadcasting. Here's my son Cameron to explain how you can continue on with Take 12 Recovery Radio 
even if you leave social networking. Check it out. You can now access all of our shows from a variety of podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, Podomatic, and Player FM. Simply search for Take 12 Recovery Radio, and you'll be tuned into the best in recovery broadcast journalism. Also available at Take12Radio.com. See, now wasn't that simple. That's how you do it. Now, back to our show. If I had one more chance to do it all the Mr. Mike O'Brien, we're going to be hearing again from him. Uh, Our closing song this week from Mike uh, is entitled I Love You and uh, dedicate that to my wife of 31 years. That'll be our closing song. Um, He is a brand new recovery recording artist and you can visit his website at mikeobrien.com for more of his music. Um, All right, so um, Alcoholics Anonymous in the digital age has certainly taken on a new meaning in these challenging times. Alcoholics Anonymous is not a place or an event. It exists in the hearts, minds, and help freely offered by its members. Uh, I like that. I like that statement. That comes from uh, the the World Service Office. Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous is not a place or an event. It exists in the hearts and minds and helps freely and help freely offered by its members. Um, and if that is true, I think we're able, uh, you know, AA, and if, if you applied that to NA or CA or Celebrate Recovery or any recovery fellowship, I think if you applied that that principle uh, that it exists in the hearts and minds and it's freely given as a help that, that we can survive anything, even a pandemic or a pseudo pandemic or um, a make-believe <laughs> safety structure or a valid one or whatever your opinion is, I think we can survive it. Uh, but I don't think it's without its toll that it takes. Um, but there may be some positive things that have come out of this whole social distancing thing when it comes uh, to recovery meetings. So um, let's look at what is social distancing. Um, according to one particular website, it says social distancing, also called physical distancing, means keeping a safe space between yourself and other people who are not from your household. Um, some people would like to keep... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me, let me ingest on that one. <laughs> right? Some people would like to keep distance from people that are of their household. Um, to practice social or physical distancing, stay at least six feet, about two, arm le- two arms length, from other people who are not from your household, in both indoor and outdoor spaces. 
COVID-19 spreads mainly among people who are in close contact within about six feet for a prolonged period. Note that for a prolonged period. Uh, spread happens when an infected person coughs, sneezes, or talks, and droplets from their mouth or nose are launched into the air and land on the mouths or noses of people nearby. The droplets can also be inhaled into the lungs. If you are fully vaccinated, that means two weeks after the second dose or two weeks after the single J&J shot, uh, if you are fully vaccinated, you can resume activities that you did prior to the pandemic. Fully vaccinated people can resume activities without wearing a mask or physically distancing, except, and I love this, except where required by federal, state, local, tribal, or territorial laws, rules, and regulations, including local businesses and workplace guidance. So in other words, you could you can go about your business if you're fully vaccinated, except in all these areas except. of society <laughs> that we may change at our whim, depending mm-hmm. on who your mm-hmm. governor is. Oh, um, amen. <laughs> or how sober she may be at the time. Um, oh, did I say that? Yeah, it came out loud. Oh, gosh. Okay, so whatever you may feel about that, the fact is um, there there are mixed feelings about all this stuff, and it has had an impact of one way or another or both uh, on our recovery community, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so let me let me read you this, this is an article that came out this was May 11th of 2020 um, that came out uh, from an official statement from Alcoholics Anonymous um, called the message carries on amid coronavirus physical distant but digitally connected and it says most recently uh, coronavirus COVID-19 has affected many AA groups that normally would meet in person. The General Service Office, GSO, of Alcoholics Anonymous, U.S. and Canada, which functions as uh, um, uh, the official statement for AA members and groups who are looking for shared experience from the AA Fellowship, has some general experience to share regarding this issue. Some AA members have shared that meeting meetings online have been an adjustment and has at times had its challenges. Adhering to state, provincial, and federal guidelines, many AA members have switched from in-person meetings to digital meetings on platforms such as Zoom, Google Hangouts, conference calls, GoToMeetings, and WhatsApp, allowing the group to continue to focus on A's primary purpose, to carry its message of recovery to the alcoholic who still suffers. In a sense, however, this current experience is not necessarily new for AA. From its earliest beginnings, the AA founders recognized the need to reach beyond the face-to-face transmission of the AA message, giving rise to the development of AA's basic text, the book Alcoholics Anonymous. This book and other AA materials, which are widely available on multiple platforms, digital, audio, video, has literally circled the globe and opened the door to recovery for thousands of alcoholics looking for help. Even prior to this pandemic, many AA members around the world, whether homebound, living in remote areas, or service members stationed in far-flung places have counted on participating in an AA remotely through AA literature. Phone calls and other members' correspondence by letter or email 
and meetings online. While many AA members are for the first time reporting the shift from in-person meetings to digital platforms, for many alcoholics around the world, remote connections and digital platforms are how they initially encountered and maintained their recovery in AA, even prior to the pandemic. Many AA groups have shared with GSO, uh, that's the General Service Office, that they are now finding great connection in digital meetings and want to offer that same experience to anyone who has yet to attend their first meeting. There are a number of other AA resources as well, and those seeking help with a drinking problem can get local AA information through the GSO website. All right. What I'm hearing there is their attempt to give a positive spin to this problem. Mm. <clears throat> and I think they did a good job. And what they've done is they've, they've brought up the fact that for years, people that lived in remote areas or people that weren't able to get to meetings have had access to Alcoholics Anonymous. And it's not just AA. NA has, because of their literature, Celebrate Recovery, Alcoholics for Christ, uh, any of your groups, Marijuana Anonymous, Cocaine Anonymous, all have conference-approved literature for their organization that enables people to participate in the program, maybe not the fellowship, but the program of their fellowships. Um, and so in that way, the message of, of AA in this case can be carried on. And, and it has been. And, and I, I remember attending in San Antonio several years ago, the World Convention of Alcoholics Anonymous. And there was a table there by, I, I can't remember the name of the group, but it's, it's, it's the group of people that meet every couple of years at the World Convention that represent people that have no meetings. Hmm at all because they're, you know, at a weather station in Antarctica or, or whatever. Right. And they're able to stay sober because they work the, the program from the literature. And isn't that the way it was meant to be anyway? Mm -hmm. Meetings were not even, they were like the least of the focus when it came to working a program of recovery. They were great and all, but it was prayer and meditation. It was it was it was reading the good book. It was applying the book of James and the Sermon on the Mount, and it was uh, having the hand of Alcoholics Anonymous out and available for anybody who needs it in any way you can. And, and a lot of that was um, example by visiting people in the sanitariums and in the hospitals and so forth and so on. But we've become so meeting dependent that what has happened is when the meetings. Um, when we weren't able to practice our fellowshipping like we used to, we saw a great deal of people start to relapse. Why? I think because they were meeting dependent mm -hmm. and not program or God dependent. Um, that's, that's my opinion. At the same time, I see where it has been a struggle because most people in today's world, how do they even know about Alcoholics Anonymous or these other programs? Why? By showing up at the meetings. And if there's no meeting to show up to, how do you even get a big book? How do you even find out that there is such literature or such programs? So the flip side of that is this has really harmed, um, you know, AAs and future AAs. Uh, in ways that 
I, I don't know. You guys chime in here. Anthony, how about you first, man? What do you think? Uh, I know that uh, I missed the in-person meetings. Sure. For sure. Uh, I, but you, you, have a, you have a great point. Uh, without meetings, you can still work a program. You yeah. can still stay sober. Um, and, uh, but, but no, I have missed the fellowship and, uh, but even, even without the meetings, I'm still in contact with a lot of the people from my meetings, you know, uh, by phone and <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, as, as a, I think it would be really hard for the newcomer. Yeah. Uh, because they, they aren't as experienced in, you know, how the program works. It I, would be. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can't imagine somebody uh, coming in just Start, like right, starting. Be, right, right yeah. before the pandemic and then the pandemic hitting and they're like, I'm on step one. What do I do now? You know, like, right. Uh, you know, like, yeah, it's, ugh. I think you're right. I, I think this has affected the newcomer probably more than anybody else. Right. Because if you're an old timer and you have been applying and implementing the principles that are in the program, the literature, then this pandemic ought not affect you in in a way that would drive you to relapse. Right. Unless you haven't been doing that and all you've been doing year after year after year is drinking bad coffee and whining about your day, then I can see where you you might fall off the rails. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Did you... Attend any online meetings or any Zoom meetings I, or any of that kind I, of thing? I did uh, f- maybe maybe a handful of Zoom meetings. Yeah. Uh, not my cup of tea. Right. Uh, I'm not real tech savvy in the uh-huh. first place. And then, you know, I don't know. It's, you know, the technology is fickle, too. And, you know, if you don't have, like, a really good Wi-Fi or hotspot or whatever, the thing is that you need you know oh dropped call and you gotta log back in and yeah it's a pain the whole rigmarole but you know what uh i was thinking about that the other day too um even even if even if this wasn't a pandemic yeah and working a program isn't always easy no it's not you know if, if you're doing it the way it's lined out to to be done by the geniuses who set it up. Right. It's it's not going to be, I mean, never what, it's a simple program, not an easy one. Turn your mic a little bit towards pointing towards you a little bit like more. Like this? Yeah, and then down, there you like go. Like that, Good. okay, yeah. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know, just. Yeah. So even with all the technology we have here in the studio, trying to do a Zoom meeting even from in here mm-hmm. was a challenge. Yeah. You know, and the fact is, that there are just a ton of elderly folks in these fellowships that aren't necessarily old timers. Right. A lot of them are newcomers that don't have even have home computers, right? Bing, bing, or smartphones, or any of that stuff. Um, so, what do they do? You know, it's it's been rough. What do you think, Denver? I think. Uh, I think a lot of things. I think this digital age, with all the knowledge you can get off it, yeah. is is uh, wonderful. I mean, I remember laying in bed listening to uh, speaker meetings late at night. 
Right. Nobody around. I sure enjoyed them, you know? Yeah. But there is nothing, because I'm maybe from that generation or I don't know, but there is nothing that is ever going to replace the fellowship for me. Yeah, the in-person, face-to-face, walking through the door. It really is important. It is. So uh, this media serves a purpose. I've never been to a Zoom meeting. Wouldn't even know how to get there. Mm -hmm. Don't plan on it. Right. So uh, I really, uh, I miss in-person, whether it's meetings, church, as much as I don't like to say this, grocery store, everything. You know, I'm a social person that needs to interact some. So, and yet you're a very private person too. Though. I love my privacy. Yeah. You will always hear me talk about that. Yeah. I mean, my solitude and quiet time is very, very important to me. And it seems like the older I get, the more I enjoy it. Right. Mm. So it just, but nonetheless, I really do need uh one-on-one, one-on-15 contact. Yeah. I do. I, I think and and I'm go, I'm gonna camp out on this uh, a little bit more and and just I know I just said it but I I just can't I can't drive it home enough. I think uh, other than the newcomers, which I totally get, people that have been around year after year after year and, and who have not been applying and implementing the program in the literature of whatever fellowship they're attending who relapse because they can't get to meetings. It isn't because they couldn't get to a meeting. It's because they haven't been applying the program. The program is not the meeting. That's the fellowship. Um, and I, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to back down from that statement. I believe that's absolutely accurate. However, the person who has not been taught, who has not been guided, by a qualified sponsor, and what I mean by a qualified sponsor is somebody that has had a spiritual awakening as a result of working those steps. Not somebody that's on step three who's sponsoring somebody who's on step one. I'm talking about somebody who has worked through this this program, they've had a spiritual awakening, and they're applying and implementing these principles on a daily basis, and they're working with others. Um, without that that help, a newcomer is going to find it very difficult to apply and implement the program at home with or without a book. Um, Mm. Now, there are people that have sat down with the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous or the Basic Text of Narcotics Anonymous uh, or the 12 Steps and Principles of Celebrate Recovery or whatever and have actually uh, learned and applied and implemented those principles on their own, just between them and God. It, it does happen, but it's rare that a person does that by themselves solo. It's just rare. At least I haven't heard too many, you, you know. So I am of the opinion that we we need each other to be able to do this stuff. And so, again, where do you find each other? Well, at, at the meetings. And so it has had an impact. But let me flip this uh, on its head and say that I think there has been also an increase of membership in fellowships because people that would not normally go to a meeting have gotten on the Zoom call. Mm. They're scared to death to walk in that door, but they're not scared to death to get on the computer. The ones that have them are smartphone and actually engage. I I, I would love to hear um, 
from anybody who's listening that has experienced that or uh, perhaps you've never ever been to a meeting but you did it because technology allowed you to where before you wouldn't have gotten in your vehicle or walked down to the meeting hall um, but you have engaged because of technology I'm hearing from several of my colleagues that that has been the case. So there's a positive spin on that um, as well. Um, have you heard anything like that, no. Anthony? You no. haven't. Okay. Uh, well, I could, I could see that working, though. Yeah. I could. I've heard people say that they prefer the Zoom meetings, uh, but I haven't heard of, like, you know, like, I'm so glad there's Zoom meetings now so I can go to meetings because of Right. That. Yeah. So were you going to say never? You gonna, well, that, that was it. pretty much it, you know. Yeah. Uh, I understand that there are probably people that do not want to uh, socially mingle and are very happy to have this opportunity to come about that way. Yeah. So it, it's a blessing. It's just not my blessing. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I like that. It's a blessing. It's just not my blessing. <laughs> so let, let's talk about the politics of this thing. I mean, mm. I, man, I, Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Really? We going to touch on that? Yeah, why not? I mean, um, <laughs> let me readjust. I, I mean, boy, did I see a lot of fighting and fretting on social media because certain certain groups, which will go unnamed, um, have Facebook pages. And there would be a lot of, who are you to shut the meeting down just because the governor says we can't meet? Or who are you to keep the meeting open when the governor says we can't meet? And back and forth and back and forth. Remember, those were not laws that were man, you know, that were, that were uh, demanding of us. Those, those were mandates. They weren't laws. Um, but some people took it on themselves. Some individuals I watched took it on themselves without group conscience to shut down the meeting or require certain things of the meeting as individuals. You know, um, we're only going to have two tables open, not three. We're only going to, we're only, you know, we're not going to sit six six feet apart. We're going to sit 12 feet apart. There's only going to be five people out in the, one meeting that I know of. We're going to allow five people in the room at a time. Right. And that was decided on by the GSR and nobody else. Um, or we're not going to abide by any safety protocols and we don't care and our nose is in the air to the authorities in our government and we're going to do what we want. I mean, it certainly lent itself to um, pulling back the veneer of maybe some of our, you know, being a good boy or good girl and finding out who we really are underneath. Right. Um, it, it, have you guys heard any scuttlebutt as far as like people arguing about how to do a meeting or? <laughs> I, mm. I you don't have to be careful I, on this I, I, okay. station. <laughs> so so th there's just one. So there's. I'm not going to name names or anything like that or even sure. group names or nothing, but uh, there, there's there been a, a group or two that I attended before this all happened right. that because of the venue, because the venue Required. was like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll allow you to have your meetings now, but we want everybody to sign their name, their phone number, so we can do contact track 
in case tracing, something happens. In, some, in case yeah, something happens. Right. And there was the question, like, our full name? Well, yeah. Well, that goes against, that. you know, that that yeah, that's the anonymity broken all over the place. So I was like, no. No, it's not, though. But for, okay, it's not. Explain to me how it's not because, because those we, people aren't even a part of our meeting. They just are the right. host of our. right. We ought to maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, press radio, radio and, film. and film, period. Okay. Okay. No other area. Okay. okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, but now personally though, yeah. if a person is not comfortable with giving their full name or phone number out to an outside entity, they should feel free not to do that right. and find another meeting. Right. I mean, if the meeting, if the meeting is going to, if the place that is, that is giving you permission to meet for a dollar a meeting or a penny a meeting or whatever it is, right, they have a right as a private property to enforce whatever rules they decide to enforce. Maybe some places they don't want you having beverages, you know, coffee or food in their, in their meeting hall. And so we'll say, okay, we'll buy by that. The meeting is way more important than the beverage or the food. Right. You know, um, so if a, a church or a meeting hall or a business place says, uh, we want to be able to notify you in case somebody gets sick and we need your name and your phone number to be able to do that. And we require that if you're going to meet here, it is our choice as a group conscience to decide whether we're going to meet there or not. If we decide we are going to meet there, and we're going to abide by that, and that's the group conscience. I think people need to, to put up with it, or and and just say that was the group conscience, and I'm good with it. Hmm. I mean, if it's if we're going by group conscience, well, you, you, you really uh, got me thinking now. Yeah, because my opinion was completely different before we started this conversation on that. Yeah, well, I get it though. I totally get that. I mean, I I mean. That might make me feel uncomfortable too, but is it making me feel uncomfortable because I think they're going to come spy on me at my house to see if I'm drinking? Or is it making me feel uncomfortable because I want my rights? Hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem giving somebody my first and last name and my phone number. I really don't. You know, is it a pride issue? Or is it just, well, it's the point. It's just making the point. But the anonymity tradition that doesn't go there. It's at it's at a certain level, and so if you if you don't follow it at any other level, at any other level, if you do follow it, I mean, you're already breaking it. So if it's above or below the level of press, radio, and film, then that's a tradition's violation right there. So it's only at those levels. And by the way, it's our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion, not our personal stories. So. Wow. We we throw away we we throw around this anonymity thing and we attach it to all sorts of stuff. Yeah, made you wow. think, didn't I? <laughs> Can you see the smoke building out of my head? Oh boy, I opened a can of worms. <coughs> yeah, the email address is take twelve radio <laughs> at comcast <laughs> at comcast dot net. <coughs> oh. Wow. That's wonderful, though. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I I agree with you to the fact that if 
you're in somebody's house you obey the rules right when you said you know it's their building and if whatever i don't yeah. agree with masks but if, if it's part of the program of where i'm at then i'll comply it's that simple sure you know it's courtesy maybe i, I don't know manners it just i'm gonna comply to whatever and if i don't like it like you said there's one right down the road that i can find somewhere that's yeah. gonna work it'll work i mean i I, I think, you know, I, I have no, and I, I have it from the very beginning. If my mom and pop store down the street, um, you know, for in order for them to stay in business, I need to throw on a mask before I go, go right. in and get my donut exactly. or whatever. I, I'm willing to do that. Uh, it's not a big deal, but, but the right fighter in me wants to kick against it. Hmm. Um, but really when it's all said and done, what's more important. Right. And so when it comes to meetings, what's more important, be, being present for the newcomer or saying, well, I'm not going there because they want my phone number. They're not calling you anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, what's what's more vital? I mean, I don't, I don't know. We were drinking in public. We were shooting dope in Safeway parking lots. We were doing all sorts no of kidding. stuff. Um, and all of a sudden, we're, we're worried about whether somebody wants to contact us to let us know that maybe we're sick. You know, maybe maybe we could have been open to a virus. I, I, but I get it because we are right fighters, and there's people listening right now that their their hair standing on the back of their head. <laughs> you know, that's okay. Um, I don't know. Um, I I spoke at a meeting uh, not long ago that Anthony was was at. In fact, he was in charge of getting the speakers for the meeting and. I had to wear a mask, except for when I was talking, which I thought was interesting, um, because when I'm not talking, I have to wear the mask when there's no droplets coming out. Right, when but when spewing. I am talking and there's droplets coming out, I don't have to wear the mask. But that wasn't a mandate from the AA group I was speaking at. That was from the owners of the building that asked us to do that. Isn't that true? I don't really remember. Yeah, I, th I think I think it was said that they requested that we do that. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll throw it it's, on. It's respect. You know. Um, I find it funny, though, that like like restaurants, for instance, you know. You yeah. Have to, you have to wear your mask going in. But then right. once you sit down to eat, you don't have to wear your mask. And I've kind of joked about it uh, off and on because the virus isn't going to attack you when you're eating and you're sitting down here. It's only up here when you're... It's, uh, right. Oh, none of it it's makes not, any it's sense. It's not when right. you're smacking right. your mouth. Yeah. And we all know what it's about. It's all about control right. and trying to get you to, you know, behave. Comply. And, you know, I like the a hat this guy was wearing the other day. It says, lion, not a sheep. Mm. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, there you go. Hmm. <laughs> there he opened up the can of worms already. But you know, on the on the other side of the coin, though, too, Anthony, you're right. I mean, your personal anonymity is your business, right? And if you don't want to give out your full name, you know, the thing is interesting about that, though. Well, if, I, if I'm known as the Monty Man and I don't give out my full name, right? 
eventually people are going to know me as the Monty Man year after year after year, year and they're going to think that's my full name, Monty right. Man. I, I really, right. I really have a no, no problem with anybody knowing. Right. You know, as long as they don't know where I live, everybody, you know, I'm good. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I heard that and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, we're <laughs> right. We're anonymity. And, and I, I, I just jumped on board with it without really thinking it through, I guess. But everybody, no, that's, that's okay. Everybody knew me as a drunk. They might as well know me as a sober too. You know? Yeah. I spread my name around everywhere. But there before. is a difference. There is a difference between our personal choices and what the traditions state. Right. You know, and so we need to respect them. Well, like, but we need to understand them in order to be able to respect them properly. Well, as far as you know, the, jumping back to the anonymity thing, uh, I I have a jacket that was given to me for a sobriety birthday, and it's, right, it's a Sam Fit jacket. Not trying to advertise from Sam Fit or nothing, but like, and my name was embroidered on it, yeah. my full name, and I wore that jacket to a meeting, and somebody goes, "You can't do that," and I'm like. Why? Because that, that's breaking anonymity. I'm like, but it's my mine. anonymity. Yeah, it's and, mine. And it was like, I just, this person just sat there and kind of stewed. And yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. That's too bad. But that's because that person does not know the literature. The person doesn't understand it because, and there's lots of people running around that just don't know. They don't. They don't read their own program. You know, it. It. it that's within the fellowship and. Uh, Dr. Bob mentioned in conference approved literature that there is no room for personal anonymity within the fellowship. No room for it. So you, you actually are to uh, let people know your first and your last name. But that, that comes with understanding that. But if you've been taught wrong by somebody who was taught wrong, by somebody who was taught wrong, mm. you're going to believe it. You know, and you if your sponsor, sponsor, sponsor taught you that because they don't, they don't know. I get it. Um, yeah. Interesting stuff. So people right now are going, well, how come you how can you guys do this show if you claim membership in a particular 12 step fellowship? Because this is considered radio. Some people add, and I know the general service office has added, um, at the level of press radio films and intranet. Um, here's the thing about that, just to ease everybody's mind. Nobody here in this room is claiming membership in AA. Mm -mm. Just because we attend a meeting doesn't mean we claim membership. We don't claim membership on this show. We don't claim that we are representing Alcoholics Anonymous or any other 12-step program on this show. In fact, at the beginning of this show, we state that this program has no affiliation. Right with any particular 12-step fellowship. So get over your bad self um, <laughs> if you're thinking about throwing us under the bus for that because none of us are claiming that. Um, yeah. Some people are going, well, you're just splitting hairs. Okay, well, it's a pretty thick hair to split, and we can do that. So uh, there you go. Okay. Any last thoughts? <laughs> I'll always have my favorites, and I'm not ashamed to talk about them, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm not affiliated full time with nothing. With nothing. Right? <laughs> right? Um yeah. So uh listen, if if the uh 
If the pandemic has affected your recovery in such a way that it has kept you from socializing with other people in recovery, please, there are ways to get reconnected with other people in recovery other than the meeting hall. Mm -hmm. uh, please do that. I mean, uh, Anthony, you and I know a couple that have hosted meetings in their backyard for some, some time now, including barbecues and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's outdoors. Everybody practices social distancing for the, for the most part. Um, it's a safe place to go. Do that, but don't stop meeting. Right. You know, um, you can meet and follow the procedures of the governing authorities. You can do that. There are ways to, to get around all that stuff and be able to do it. So uh, don't stop fellowshipping. All right. Well, if there's nothing more, uh, let me see here. Our closing song is by Mike O'Brien, and I dedicate to, this to my wife of 31 years. Here's Mike with I Love You. You're getting on my nerves. I break and I swerve because I love you. Tripping me out I think before I shout Cause I love you Watch what I say Cause it's better that way When I love you I do Just chime in here and say that the lyrics to this great song, I Love You, by Mike O'Brien, probably should be reversed. These are probably what my wonderful, beautiful wife, Marcia, would be singing about me because I drive her crazy. And uh, she is so patient and so kind and so loving and puts up with all of my character defects. Marcia, I love you so much. It's been a great 31 years. Let's do some more of it. I love you. Throwing me a curve, I break and I swerve because I love you. You're driving me insane. I learned to play the game because I love you. I'm going to watch what I say because it's better that way when I love you. It's been a long, long 
Mike O'Brien with his song, I Love You. For more of his great music, visit his website at Mike O'Brien. That's Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, MikeO'Brien.com. Listen, if you would like to sponsor our show to help keep us on the air, we are in, well, we're in real need of sponsors right now. We would appreciate any amount. No amount is too small. Visit us at Take12Radio.com. Click on down to the left-hand side of the page at the bottom. There's a donate button there. Pray about it. Consider it. And if you're not able to do that, that's fine. This is always for fun and for free to you, our listeners, If it weren't for you, who would we be talking to? Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man, along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. This is a place Kitty, 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 kitty. Meow, meow, meow. Woof, woof.